Welcome to this Power Hour with me, Coach Colin. Today we're looking at the second step of how to create an amazing webinar. Where are you right now? You might have all this information that you have prepared and you have all this amazing knowledge about the topic that you would want to share and we're quite sure you've got literally the PowerPoints ready to go and tell everybody what they need to know. But stop there right for a moment. Is this really the right thing to do? Do you really want to share all this information? Remember the last time you were sitting in the audience and somebody had all these PowerPoints and all this information to share? How did you really feel? How did you deal with this overwhelm of information? Yes, it can be confusing sometimes. Sometimes you don't even know where whether there's a whole red thread through the presentation, whether it has a consistent idea and you're leaving the presentation wondering what are you going to do with all that information? And maybe you hardly remember anything anyway because it was just way too much and you lost focus somewhere in an early stage. I know you care very much about your audience and the topic, you're passionate about it. But what if we turn that around? What if, rather than you sharing the information, what if you started really to think about how you can educate your audience? And this Power Hour, we will have a look at the seven steps that it takes to really educate your audience. So let's get started. So far, we have been looking at the preparation and of course in the last session we looked at how we can be clear around our message and specifically clear our heads from all the technical issues so that we can be much better focused on our message. Today we're going to look into how we can now bring the message about and what specifically we have to do so that the message doesn't appear to be like a dump of information. Maybe you've been in a situation like that where it feels like the presenter has actually prepared quite a lot of information and put everything into the PowerPoints and right up to the last minute they're working extremely hard and it feels like they've put the whole PowerPoint deck into your lap and say this is yours. It's like bump. And how have you been feeling in that situation? Maybe you felt like you were totally left alone. Perhaps you were even overwhelmed and you weren't quite sure what you're going to do with all this. Let's have a look in greater detail what this really means. Because today we want to have a look, rather than just sharing information, we want to have a look in detail what you can do to really educate your people. Because you would want to think about what does it really mean to educate? To educate really means to bring them from where they are today to a situation where you would rather have them be in the future. Because education means yet you give them some information, you give them some guidance, you give them a way of operating so that they can stop doing what they're doing today or, or you know, even what if they're not doing anything and guide them to a different level of where you would rather want them to be. However, a lot of inform a lot of training, a lot of education is literally a dump of information. But 
If you have the ambition to really do a high professional education or training that impacts their people, of course, you don't want to dump information. So what do I mean by that? Well, the first letter here from the dump is the D. Because when you're sharing way too much information, what really happens? Your people get the information that they're drowning in information. They've got way too much. And a lot of the information they're getting may not even be related to anything that they would need in that moment. And it appears to be irrelevant to the problems. Because the reason why they came to the training altogether was that they wanted to learn something to get rid of certain problems that they're having right now. And just sharing information doesn't help. Because this way they can't really understand how that relates. And when they don't understand it properly, in their minds they are confused. Which means that confusion creates objections. And you might want to write this down because this is one of the first of four objections that you need to overcome in your training. Because you have to understand that confusion causes objections. As people don't understand, they start asking questions, they start challenging what you're saying because they want to understand but they don't get it. But on the other side, for you as a presenter, as a trainer, it feels like they are questioning you. And that is why it feels like they are objecting. And typically we react in the same way as we always do, which means we explain everything one more time because we think they didn't really get it. But in fact, we have to take responsibility to bring the message out in a much clearer way so that everybody can really understand and not drown in the information. So that means the first letter here, the D, is that the people are drowning normally during the training. They're drowning in information. And in this session today, we're going to focus on how we can avoid that drowning of information because we know that confusion causes objections. The second thing that we want to focus around is that you find many presenters who present the results of what they are trying to achieve and what they want the people to do. And these results, they're so amazing, they're so fantastic, and they're so easy to achieve. And literally speaking, it sounds way too good to everybody. And maybe it even is. But when we say it sounds way too good to be true, we know normally it is not true. Which means that when something doesn't, doesn't appear believable, it is not only that the topic, the content, what we're trying to convey doesn't seem believable. It's also that the presenter, the trainer, the coach doesn't appear to be believable. And when something is so unbelievably amazing that people literally can't believe it, that's when the second objection kicks in. That's where the disbelief comes in. Because disbelief that something can really be so amazing causes objections. And people start challenging you then, saying, can that really be true? But in fact, what is missing is only the correlation between the information that you shared 
and how that impacts their world, meaning how they can achieve those results. So it's not their fault that they don't believe. That's why educating the people in a different way helps you also to overcome the second of the two reasons for objections, which is that your results that you are presenting are unbelievable, which is the second letter here of when people dump information on the audience, it feels like this information, this amazing expectation, this results is unbelievable. Now, when you share information with your audience, typically what happens is that everybody in the audience relates to this type of information in one way or another. And when I mean relate to this information is that whatever you say, whatever you share, triggers memories in the people. Now, these memories can be quite different. These can be positive memories. It can be less positive, challenging memories. Now, when we present things, we have to understand that whatever we share, it does trigger a memory. And we would want to influence this memory that triggers. And the reason why we want to influence this is actually that typically the memories that are triggered should associate or are going to associate the audience with something that is that they will that they will be critical against what you're proposing and the reason why they are critical is is that our minds typically want us to be safe which means they will preferably bring out a negative memory something where we think it did not work reasons why we weren't successful or reasons why this information did not relate to them and we don't accept it. Because if we were to accept that piece of information, we would have to step out of our comfort zone and step into an area of uncertainty. But uncertainty makes us afraid. So that is why the uncertainty of doing something that is not in line with our experience causes the third objection. Because we always want to be certain in something that we do. We want to be successful. And if we're uncertain whether we can be successful, then this causes objections. Then we challenge whether we really have the means to do it, whether we have the time to do it, whether we have the experience to do it. So in our education, we want to overcome also the third objection here, based and triggered by the uncertainty whether people can be successful in doing what we suggest them to do. This means that we have to consider that people have a certain memory around the things that we share with them. The fourth thing that we have have to overcome, the fourth reason for objections, is literally that the people, when you try to communicate something and teach them something, that they should step out from where they are right now and do something totally different. That in itself can trigger fear. Because this fear is based on the fact that all of a sudden, they have to break with certain of their paradigms where, like yourself, you might be thinking, 
I don't have the equipment to do this. I don't have the face to do live videos. I don't want to make myself feel an idiot there, like in front of the cameras. I would want to be more competent when I do these educations. That's why I want to be able to read my speaker's notes to make sure that I don't make any mistakes. You see, whatever is going through your head, these reasons keep us in the frame of where we are right now. Because if we were to step out of that frame and take a step forward into the unknown, we would have to challenge those beliefs and those values. And having, having the challenge to, 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 to really challenge our own beliefs and do something differently, that is where the fear really is. Which means that the fourth objection that we have is the fear of the unknown. That's where we expect people to break with existing paradigms and do something totally differently to what they have done before. So when we create an education now, we have to consider the fact that we have to overcome the four reasons of objections. And these reasons were, and please write them down because they are very important. We want to overcome confusion. We want to overcome disbelief. We want to overcome uncertainty. And we want to overcome fear. If you can, if you manage to overcome those four reasons of objections, then your training is going to step out of the ordinary in comparison to everybody else who's offering training these days. So let's have a look in detail what this now means, because I'm going to share with you a seven step process so that you can go through it yourself so that you can be sure that you can not share information with your people, but really educate them. Before we get started, you can do this exercise for yourself on a piece of paper on the side. Before you get, start, get started with the details here, I would like to ask you a question. And the question is the following. And when you think about your next webinar, I would like you to think about the following question. In your next webinar or training, what do you want to educate your audience about? Think about that for a moment. What do you want to educate your audience about? You can think about those elements and depending on where you are, what type of situation you're in, it could be like, okay, you want to, you want to educate them around a new business model. Perhaps you would want to educate them about a new product launch. Um, maybe some technology issues, advanced technology or basic technology, depending on what product offer you're thinking about. Maybe you, you want to help them understand how they're supposed to work with a certain target group. The benefits about new tools. Perhaps a new product launch. There are different things that could be very important these days to educate our people about. And educating the people about these topics is, of course, meaning that somewhere where they are today, you would like to give them extra education so that they do something differently after this education. Which means you want to start to bring them on a journey.
So where does this journey then really start? That's where it's interesting to think about. Think about yourself. Where does your journey start for a moment? It starts with the fact that you are faced with a situation that you're not able to go to customers and, or go to your people and do the training the way you would want it to be. You cannot have this face-to-face -face contact, which means you cannot have this interaction with your people, and which might be very frustrating for many of us because we love to have that interaction with the people. We would like to see how the information that we share really sort of that they get it. And there are moments of, you know, these light bulb moments where people say, this was really interesting. I really needed that in that moment. But when we do these things online, it is like we're disconnected. And that's frustrating for many of us. But still, if we don't manage to get across and out of our frustration, I'm quite sure that others are going to take the opportunity and step into that gap that is happening right now, where the stakeholders, peers, customers, whoever your audience is, they're not having that face-to-face -face connection anymore. That is why it's so important to have a new way of communicating with them. But it starts with the first element of educate, the E. Because the E is about creating empathy with the situation where the people are in. And the reason why empathy is so important is that I think we have to understand that everybody around the world in an organization, at home, and in the office, wherever they are, everybody is is doing their best. And in the situation where they are, they, they might be struggling with things that they have to do. Which means that we would, as if we were wanted, wanted to go over to somebody and pat them on the back and ask them, well, how are you doing right now? We would want to have this type of conversation at the beginning of our education. So that they feel like, yeah, you as an educator, as a trainer, you're actually meeting them where they are. And that starts with empathizing with the challenges that they have, with the problems they're having, understanding what has been going well or perhaps not so well, what they have been struggling with, whatever. So think about that. What is it you can empathize with your audience. What is your audience about? That's where the first element of educating your people starts, which is the E, about empathy. The next thing that you would want to think about when it's about your audience is to understand what are really then the challenges that they have right now. Because we always have to understand, we always have to accept that whatever we're doing, whatever actions we take, or whatever inaction we take, that it has consequences. Which means we are, we are literally shaping our world in imperfection. Which means our actions that we have every day, they don't lead to a perfect result, because otherwise you wouldn't need this type of education. Which means that everybody has a certain level of difficulty that they're struggling with. And as a trainer, you would want to understand what type of difficulty are we talking about? 
Because when you can capture that difficulty and make that the consequence of having the situation visible, then you open up the first door to reach out to your audience and start the education. For us, in this case, it means that, yes, it is not easy to start out with online training. And the reason why it is so difficult these days is that you're on your own, which means that you don't have a cameraman, you don't have somebody who's taking care of the lighting, you don't have somebody who's taking care of the audio and checking everything. You have to do everything yourself. And that can be quite daunting, and that's why this step that you need to step up to so that you'll be able to do it, you might want to push that away. But if you push that away, the following thing happens. You, if you push it away, you leave a gap between offering the first online education to your audience. You're leaving a gap to that piece of information, to that education that your audience needs to take the next step. And when there is a gap, well, the law of nature is, if there is a gap, something else is going to come and fill it. Which means that that gap can be closed by a competitor, it can be closed by something else that appears to be important at the moment, another service, another tool, and that gap closes. So this means that there, there's a certain, for us, there's a certain level of urgency right now so that we can fill this gap ourselves so that nobody else takes that place. That is the consequence. We want to address these difficulties. In the third step about education, EDU, we're talking about you. What do I mean in this point behind you? I mean that we need to undo something. And with undo, I mean that there are certain things that your audience is thinking about that is keeping them in their own comfort zone. You know the four reasons for objections? Remember those? Confusion, disbelief, uncertainty, and fear. This is these four things you would want to undo. Everybody, every audience has a certain level of disbeliefs, a certain level of uncertainty, certain fears, and certain confusions around the topics that you're educating. And you want to undo those beliefs by sharing examples, by sharing some facts, maybe some successes about the things that you do. This way, you can undo the mindset that the people have in that moment. So let me ask you another question. And I would like you to think about this for a moment. And you can write it down on a piece of paper and also recommend that after this session you really spend some time to think about these questions in detail. So here's the question right now. Think about your next session so that your audience can be more successful. What limitations, difficulties or beliefs 
do they need to overcome? Let me repeat that one again. Think about your next session so that your audience can be more successful. What limitations and difficulties or beliefs do they need to overcome? This is a very good question. And I've asked the question in other forums and other teams. And of course, they, they answered, they need, we need strong examples. We need to make them believe that is going to be easy. Exactly. We have to build trust. We have to believe that we can add value. Yeah, it's, it's easy to say, but we also have to make it easy to do. They have to believe that this is possible. And it's also a good idea to break down those questions separately to think about, well, what, em what how can I empathize with the situation? What is the situation I need to empathize with? What difficulties do they have? What mindset do I need to undo? You see, these three questions are essential when you're trying to think about your audience. Let's take an example. Let's take somebody, let's say their name is Jack and another name is Janet. These two people could be exactly the example of your audience. So you can ask yourself, picture Jack in the situation who needs to learn a new software tool. What is Jack's situation right now? What is he struggling with? What is he working with? Why is it difficult for him right now? What consequences does Jack have in this situation of learning new software that makes it feel difficult. And what does he believe? Which belief would you need to undo so that he can start working and thinking about this new software tool? Think about Janet for a moment. Let's, let's assume that Janet should be working with a new target group, a new customer group. How does Janet feel about that? How can you understand from the perspective of Janet. If you put yourself into Janet's shoes, how she is feeling. Feel that emotion there for a moment. Now, Janet is not doing what she's doing right now. What difficulties is causing, is causing that to her? What are the consequences of her not really stepping up to the expectations? Immediately, you can think about a couple, and these are the ones that you want to write down. Now think about the first question. What do you think Janet has? What type of beliefs do you think she has that makes her not act? Which beliefs do you need to undo? See, when you have the answers for these three questions, two things happen. First of all, you can find the content that you need to address your audience with right from the start. And when you address your audience with this type of content right from the start, something very amazing happens. Because the first thing that happens is that you appreciate their situation because you've really put yourself into their shoes and you really understand what what they're feeling about and how it's, you know, the turmoil, what is going on inside and their thoughts, and you can really verbalize those. Because when we feel appreciated and somebody says, I am okay, 
This is the first step that people can take to start to build trust. The second thing that happens that if we then look about look at what the people are doing in this situation, even if they're not doing perfectly, they're still trying to overcome something, they're trying to improve something. If we then share the respect for what they're doing in that situation and give them the feeling you're doing, you have been doing the best that you have been doing, and I appreciate and respect the, the competence and the experience that you have built up in that situation, if we respect that instead of challenging it or questioning it, if we respect that, then we actually build the second step that builds trust. Appreciation and respect, I believe, builds trust. And it builds trust in the following way. If we show appreciation and respect right from the start, in this relationship between us as an educator, as a trainer, and our audience, we give the audience then the opportunity to choose that in future occasions when we do training, they can expect the same appreciation and the same respect again. And at that point, they can choose to trust us. Because they need to trust not only us, they also need to trust us in the solution and on the journey that we're taking them on. And when they trust us, then we can continue in the following steps of educating our people, which is now into the C. Because the C is about creditability. And creditability means that there are two parts that really require creditability. One part is yourself as a trainer. Maybe you have a story where you have been trying out the same things and you, you know, can get some credibility for your role. And the second thing that you want to create credibility for is, of course, the content, the ability to, to be successful when people use this content or this solution or this system, whatever it is. And that's where you would want to have solutions. That is where you want to have case stories. That's where you want to have examples or even examples of yourself doing what you're doing and being successful in what you're doing. That is how you can create credibility. And with that credibility, that is how the training then starts. That is how the education starts. Because the next thing that you would want to offer is an action plan, a series of action. And this is literally what I did right at the beginning of our series of the five steps, how to do an amazing webinar, is I invited you to this five-step process, to this action plan. That is how you got enrolled. And within every step now of these five steps, we are doing exactly what you would expect us to do in these sessions, which means we now do the teaching, the training. That is where the information, so that you can actually execute each and every step Literally, that is where this education happens. But since you have been going through the steps of getting some empathy, understanding, 
that the difficulty is not only you, you're not on your own or it. There's some thoughts that you have to think about so that you can undo your own beliefs. You have been seeing that it works. You are going through a process of actions and right now we're teaching every step. Which means now we can come to the final element of the education, the E, which means that, of course, we would want to exit with some activity. So that is why I urge you to test what we have been doing here, just to do a tiny little test, specifically from the last program, when it involves creating the clear message, clearing your head so that you can have your head clear for the message, so that you simply test to do the same sequence that I'm doing here, switching from your own camera back to the PowerPoint. Do a tiny little recording around maybe your avatar that you would like to address. So how you're going to share the empathy, the difficulty and undo their beliefs, what that is. Simply check in and try to prove that your system works because it's only going to work for you if you start practicing. So this is the elements of educate. It's about creating the empathy with your team, with your audience. It's about addressing the difficulties and making them understand and realize the consequences that even non-action has in this case, or wrong action, or perhaps just reaction. Undo some of the beliefs. Take a look at the elements that you need to share so that it becomes creditable. Give them an action plan. Teach them with every step in the action plan how to do it and make sure that there is actually actionable elements so that they can exit and do something. This is the educate model. And this helps you to avoid dumping information on people because you know that educating people moves them, gives them the insight and the encourage and the empowerment to move from where they are today and take the next step forward. In our next session, we're going to then have a look at step number four, which is about care. And with care, I mean how we can package our information in a way that really bring across that we care about our audience. Because nobody wants to be in an education where they get the feeling that the presenter, the trainer, cares less and they care much more about the content. Because that is what it's about. You as a trainer, you want to care that your audience can dare to step up and take that first step on their journey that you would like them to take. So that's why it's your responsibility to make them feel comfortable and make, make those steps possible in small steps again and again with every step in the process. So see you in the next step on your journey in creating an amazing webinar or online training.